in my mother tongue bangla golpo is a curious word it means story a noun and it also means conversation the verb i have grown up to the wonderful sound of golpo stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that i am today in this brand new season of golpo stories from around the world me your storyteller rituparna will continue to bring you stories that have picked me yes stories pick me they really ask me to tell them they poke punch provoke and push me to tell them but before they do all of that they speak to me lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do and in this podcast i bring to you some of those special stories these are just some of my stories hand picked and tucked in my story bag so i can tell them to you when the time is right are these stories for children or adults well they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories and i really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you play this on your way to work to put your child to sleep to create a moment together as a family to share an idea with your team find a dose of inspiration creativity or a fresh perspective perhaps let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself like i said you will hear a story today and i hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me recording the story at the beginning of 2023 and we are less than a week into the new year and season's greetings are still ringing aloud so here's wishing all the listeners of this podcast a year full of stories it's interesting that the idea of a new year comes many times during the 12 months for some new year could be the turn of a calendar it could be your birthday a festival the financial year or any other day that would mean the beginning of a new journey but this one day brings us all together even though it's just a few hours ahead or later than each other the beginning of the year is one of those recurring themes that never go out of context in fact it is the one thing that can trigger conversations in any setting whether in the classroom living room or boardroom it's the one kind of story that we all share and we have in our story bag today's story a greek folktale is a special one for the first week of the year in fact is the perfect story for any time you begin a new year after all it's about the 12 months so here we go there once was a widow who had five children to feed she worked in the house of a rich woman where she kneaded the dough and baked fresh bread for her family the rich woman didn't pay her much except she let her keep the dough that stuck to her hands once home the widow would wash her hands with fresh water and make a gruel to feed her children 
Now such was the magic in her touch that despite the fresh bread that the rich children would get every day, they looked skinny and undernourished. However, the widow's own children thrived in their share of the gruel. She's taking away your children's good luck. It's stuck to the dough she carries home in her hands. Make sure she washes her hands, suggested a friend to the rich woman. And so she bade the widow to wash her hands clean and not carry back any dough for her children. That night, with her hands washed and wiped clean, the widow walked back home. Her eyes were moist, her heart heavy. She had nothing to feed her children with. She walked towards the forest, unaware of what lay ahead of her. There, deep in the heart of the forest, she came across a tent. Inside the tent was seated twelve inside the tent, seated around twelve candles, were twelve men deep in conversation. Right near the entrance sat three young men, the youngest in the room with shirt collars open, each holding bunches of flowers. Next, there sat three men with their sleeves rolled up. In their tanned hands, they held ears of wheat. The next three held bunches of grapes, and the last of the three sat covered in fur head to toe. The men were deep in conversation, and they didn't notice the widow at their entrance. Unannounced, as she came, the widow realized she was out of place, and so she was about to leave. Just then, the men stopped to look at the widow. They greeted her politely and invited her to join them inside the tent. What was she doing, wandering inside the forest? they asked. And the widow shared her story. The twelve men shared some bread with her and they sat talking for some more time. The three young men holding flowers asked her, Good aunt, how do you like the months of the year? How do you like the months of March, April and May? Very much, my dear boys, she said. The whole earth is green and brilliant with flowers. The trees blossom and the grass is green. The birds begin to sing and farmers know it's time to make their grain store ready. The young men with the wheat ears then piped up. How about June, July and August? I can't complain about them at all. This is the weather when there is plenty for the poor. The warmth ripens the fruits and vegetables. There is enough food and more daytime for us to work under the sun, she replied. The men with grapes asked her about September, October and November. She replied, The wine harvest is ready then, and folks busy themselves pressing the fruit and filling the great casks. There are pumpkins on the ground and apples on trees. The trees change colour and fall is magnificent. Finally, the three men in furs asked her how she found December, January and February. Here she smiled and said, These three months, though they are cold, are months of rest for men and the earth. We would be tempted to work around the year for our gain if they were not here. And so we are allowed to rest from our labours while the rain and snow prepares the ground for another year. Each month of the year is good and serves its purpose, and we people can choose to make the best of it. The twelve men looked around each other and smiled. The youngest of them stepped out of the tent and returned with a jar in his arms. Here, auntie, 
feed your children with this. There is enough for you and them for now and years to come. The widow took the jar willingly. She didn't know what it contained, but she was grateful for the kindness of the twelve men. She set the jar on her shoulder and thanked the assembled men profusely, wishing them many years. The widow returned home at the crack of dawn. Her children had gone to bed hungry. As their mother had returned with a gift, she woke them so she could share it with them. Out from the jar poured gold coins, more than they had seen in their lives. The widow took a pocketful of gold coins and set out of her house in search of food for her children. She brought them breakfast and later in the day set out to buy them new clothes. With her children comfortably fed and clothed by afternoon, the widow set out to work again. She bought a bag of flour and set off for the baker so she could bake a few loaves of bread that she could sell later in the evening. And just as she was out for an honest day's work, guess who she met? Well, yes, of course, her rich employer indeed. The rich woman eyed the poor widow suspiciously and asked her where did she find enough money to buy wheat of her own? The widow, in all her earnestness, narrated her story of meeting twelve men who showed her kindness with a jar of gold. That night, when her family was asleep, the rich woman set off for the forest, looking for the tent where the twelve men may be. When she saw the tent, she barged in, saying, I'm a poor woman lost in the forest. I'm sure you won't mind inviting me in. The twelve men, kind and generous, invited their guest inside the warmth of the tent. Tell us, lady, what do you think of the twelve months of the year? asked the oldest man, wrapped in fur. Really? You want me to talk about the months in the year? The rich lady retorted. They are all so wrong. Why? You have one month shorter than the others. How can they ever be right? There is not a single month that is welcoming and peaceful. March, April and May are most horrid. They get hot quickly. The wind blows hard and harsh, horrid months. June, July, August, hot, hot, hot months. It gets so hot that it is difficult to breathe. September, October, November get cold too quickly. The wind blows again, only colder and harsher. The leaves fall from trees, making them bare and scary for the rest of the year. And then come the most useless months of the year. December, January and February, there, there is snow. There are short days and long nights. It is so cold that you can hardly have a life outside your home. Huh. The rich woman was upset and how. The twelve men shared glances with each other. This time, the man with the grapes went out of the tent and returned with a closed jar. He handed it over to the woman. The old man in the fur said, Go home and open the jar. Be careful not to open it before you reach home and lock yourself in a room. Hmm. What do you think the jar contained? What did the rich woman find inside her jar? Was there gold? And what happened to her? For those of you who have heard enough folk tales or stories in general, answering the mystery of the second jar won't be difficult. So, if you know it already or can predict an end, remember to write back to me at contact at yourstorybag.com and tell me. I found this story first in a book of Kindness Tales by Dr. Margaret Reed MacDonald. 
I went on to read and study more versions of this one, particularly the Slovak version, that is something like a Russian Cinderella. Well, the end is not what the story is all about. I'm not the preaching storyteller who will tell you which of the two women should we be like. The question is, which of the two women are we like already? To me, the story is really about knowing how we look at an entire year and what we make of it. The beginning of the year is an excellent conversation starter. While on the one hand, it helps build perspective about the year that has gone by, it also helps in outlining one's focus on the year ahead. Business forecasts, yearly goals, personal and professional aspirations can all be mapped in a conversation of how we look at the 12 months. Should there be an opportunity or another mischance? How do you forecast? How do you recapitulate a year? How do you document your own journey and growth year on year? Do you tend to get more active during some months? Do you tend to loosen your effort in others? Do you plan for months when you must slow down? And do you falter during months of heightened productivity? There is enough fodder in this story to lead towards introspection, discussions and yearly planning. I hope your neurons are fired up. In case you didn't figure it out already, the 12 men in the story were the 12 months personified themselves. While I found and read Greek and Slovak versions of this story, I also went deep into the study of the calendar as we know today. It's interesting that the Greeks had only 10 months beginning from March till December. Greek mythology mentions Hora or the 12 Horai who are the 12 goddesses that help the sun through the 12-hour journey around the day and year. Stories have survived oral traditions. They have been documented and captured in children's books, plays and other anthologies. Today you heard my version adapted and retold in this podcast of stories from around the world. I'm at the beginning of January and there is a year of stories waiting to reach you. I am excited at the prospect of bringing to you hand-picked stories that can bridge conversations between people in the classroom, living room and boardroom. There are lots of interesting things lined up. I hope you're as excited as I am. This week, I open the podcast to listener reviews. The second season has been welcomed generously and my heart is warmed by all the wonderful feedback that has dropped into my inbox. Here is one from Ruchi Aurora, a member of YSB Tribe of Storytellers. Hello everyone, my name is Ruchi. I am a yoga, meditation and a health enthusiast who loves to read, consume and tell stories. I even love to travel and these days I am travelling with Golpo Stories from around the world by Rituparna Ghosh who is even my mentor in storytelling and a woman I look up to. Her stories carry a deep research in them and many a times are metaphors too. They are from different parts of the world helping you peep into different cultures just by listening to them. In the legend of the Gwajbrari, the way the mountains took characters of their own and held their voices casted an animated effect in my eyes with complete visuals running in front of us while we laid down with closed eyes on our bed. Least to say, I'm so inspired by Rituparna's work who even shares the resources of her stories, helping her audience to dig deeper if they wish to.
If you like the podcast and want to share your review of a story or want to tell us where and how you have retold a story from the podcast and what happened of it, drop me a line. I would love to carry it in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Golpo Stories from Around the World is a podcast of stories that spark conversations. You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told. So go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me what did everyone say? If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story, a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com. I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag Storytelling with Rituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling.